What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate. I'm your host. I'm also the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast has been all about reimagining work. We are, after all, in a funny spot in time where our work lives have been disrupted for a couple years now. As much as you may long for things to get back to normal, we actually have a really cool opportunity to create a reality that better fits who we are now and where we want to go in the future. Today's big idea is that something so very many of us have experienced during this pandemic are challenges to mental health. The sustained stress, anxiety, isolation, and burnout of the pandemic affected mental health for so very many of us, especially for essential workers, parents who had to manage their kids' schooling as well as their own work, and people who lost loved ones. Having your mental health impact your work is nothing new, but what is new is how open we are about it and how much we know about mental health and that it is in many ways no different than being physically ill. You know, it's not a defect, it's a normal part of being a human, and more of us recognize that now. Since our workplaces have become our homes, and our hand has been forced in that we have no choice but to bring our mental health with us to work, because it's where we live, and because we've been invited into their homes via Zoom, we've all been reminded of our colleagues' humanity so much in the last few years. So we've had to consider their mental health in a way that we likely hadn't done before. I actually got an email from a listener named Nina about this very thing. She writes, I'm wondering how to handle situations where employees share their mental health struggles. The younger generation seems so open about this, and while I think overall it's so good that we are dealing with mental health issues, as a boss, it's a really hard thing to handle, especially when the work has to be done and they are paid to do the work. I know that sounds harsh. First of all, Nina, I get it. I remember when I last had a corporate job, I was interviewing someone for an entry-level position. She was lovely and smart and personable. She sent me a plant after the interview. I actually ended up hiring someone else, but I stayed in touch with this woman. And six months later, she said that she hadn't been able to work for the last two weeks because she'd broken up with her boyfriend. I felt for her. I'd had one of those utterly devastating breakups in my early 20s, too. But I was also like, ooh kind of glad I didn't hire you. So I completely understand that thinking that says, I empathize, but what about the work that still needs to get done? My first tip for Nina and for anyone who is talking to colleagues, employees, or even bosses about their mental health is to validate the person who's sharing. Saying things like, that sounds hard, or it makes sense that you're feeling this way, can go such a long way to helping someone feel a whole lot better. And for more on how to be there for others, go back six episodes to hear the series I put out last week on this very subject. You also want to point out what support systems there may be available to this person, whether that's from HR or the benefits program or maybe a support group, and encourage them to take advantage of these supports. And if you work directly with this person, you also want to be honest, not brutally honest, but tactfully honest about the work that still needs to be done. Nina could say something like, I understand that this is hard and I support you doing what it takes to feel better. 
At the same time, there are things that need to be done. Could we brainstorm some ways to keep the work moving forward that also give you more space to take care of yourself? You don't necessarily have to figure it all out on your own. And unless the person you're talking with is really struggling, they likely have ideas that they may not feel comfortable to share unless they're asked about how to make the work more doable. It's super helpful to think about how you would want to be treated in the same situation. And maybe you work for yourself and you are in this situation and you need to have a conversation with yourself. Sometimes we can be our own toughest boss. I'll talk you through how to factor your own mental health into your own work reality right after this break. Welcome back. Sometimes the person whose mental health you need to make space for at work is you. When you're feeling like your mental health is impacting your experience and performance in your own work, the most important step is to acknowledge how you're feeling. Too often we try to plow on through and while that may seem convenient, it typically only results in things backing up on you and potentially getting worse later. After all, what's been revealed can be healed. If you're feeling like you need more space in your life to foster your mental health, ask yourself, what can I minimize? outsource, ignore, or outright say no to. This may be at work or outside of work. What kind of support might I need? Is it time for you to go back to therapy? Is it time to reach out to friends or to recommit to doing whatever it is that you know really helps you feel like yourself? The third question is, are there deadlines or other expectations that I need to rejigger? And does that mean I have to have some conversations with my coworkers or my clients? This is a really important piece to alleviating any guilt you might be having about not being as productive as you might typically be. And finally, can you reconnect to the aspects of your work that are grounding and or inspiring to you? Remembering the value that you're creating through your work, whether for yourself, your family, your clients, your audience, can help you reframe some of the aspects of your work that have been weighing you down. This isn't code to tell you to just do whatever it takes to keep going. I absolutely condone you doing less. It's just the remembering why you care in the first place can help shift your thinking and your energy away from what's weighing you down and toward what lifts you up. If you're not all that passionate about your job, that's totally fine. But your efforts matter to someone and remembering that will help. Your tiny assignment is to give yourself your own little mental health check-in by asking yourself, how am I really doing? And writing down your answer. Then you can run through the four questions I just shared. What can I minimize, outsource, delegate, or say no to? What support do I need? What conversations do I need to have? And what about my work inspires me? Being there for your own mental health at work will help you be there for others too. And I'll leave you with this. We all need a little extra grace right about now. We have been through it. We can't be expected to be kicking ass and recuperating at the same time. Maybe we could all lower our expectations about the speed in which work is done and to an extent, the quality that we expect. Good enough really is good enough. Come back tomorrow when I'm interviewing Damon Brown, author of Career Remix, getting the gig you want with the skills you've got about things to consider before you quit your job. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. 
If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 